Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. You've got Michaela here with you today, and I'm really excited to connect you with our guest speaker, Sally Watson. Hi, Sally. Hi, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Now, Sally and I have known each other for... I don't know how long, a few years. It was it have just to be, yeah, I think maybe six at least. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we just before we started recording, we were just having a really fast-paced <laughs> catch-up over what's happened over the years. I've I've invited Sally onto the podcast today because she did something that probably so many of us <laughs> dream of doing, but never actually take the plunge and do which is she essentially worked the laptop lifestyle for a while she went (laughs) traveling with her family and managed to run her business really well um, from the road so we're going to launch into that in just a second but to start with Sally can you tell us just a bit about who you are and what it is that you're currently doing in your business Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So who I am, I am a career life and business coach. Um, And when when we met six years ago, I was very much um, in the career coaching phase and and resume writing and and, uh, was just sharing with Makala how the business has evolved. Um, And, you know, through natural evolution, a a lot of my clients that would come to me at a career crossroads, which they still do. um, And it was a real, you know, I take them through a real process of self-discovery and you know getting clarity on their direction um, and also building that confidence again because a lot of people that would come to me it's like they've had a knock to their confidence or um, you know they're normally mid-career professionals um, and they just feel like they've lost themselves so it is that self-discovery piece redefining yourself Um, and a lot of my clients then um, decide to start working for themselves and start their own business so I have merged the last 18 months into the business coaching as well Um, I've been running my business for seven years now I can't believe it it just creeps up which you're probably similar yeah time flies met in our early early stages Um, yeah so that's a bit about me Awesome. And so what does your business look like at the moment? Like you're not a sole trader. When we first met, you were a sole trader. Yeah. And I think as we kind of worked together a bit, you were starting to take on some team members. Yeah. So what did your business look like now? Yeah. So I do have a couple of team members. I have um, two team members that, that still do the resume writing aspect. Not that we even really promote much that we do that but so many people love our work that we just continue to get referrals so I've got two um, contractors that do that I've got one um, one they're all contractors in my team so another contractor that does do coaching the one-on-one coaching Um, and then I've got two virtual assistants as well so one is full-time and one is part-time. Fantastic and Sally what did you do before you launched into working for yourself? 
I worked in recruitment, so HR recruitment um, for about 10 years. Awesome. And what encouraged you or what inspired you to take the plunge into starting your own business? Oh, it was definitely after having my second baby (laughs) was the clincher. Things after my first um, baby and then going back to the workforce, it was relatively seamless. However, after my second, it just, it just wasn't. Um, and it was really just a, a, a big shake up and, and wake up in, in my life. Um, she was, um, you know, just the type of baby that, that did not sleep. <laughs> um, and I'm one of those. Yes. Yes. Um, so I kind of got to a stage of desperation where something had to change. Um, and it was actually at 3am one morning that I was um, nursing her. She had fallen asleep. I was too scared to put her back in the cot. And then <laughs> I think I'd been there till like 4am and I was scrolling on Pinterest on my phone and I realised, oh my gosh, I've got to get up very soon to get to the city to, to, to start my job. And I hadn't had any sleep. And I literally come across these two questions on Pinterest. And I share this quite often with with people in my masterclasses because it really catapulted um, my journey into starting my business. And I, and I asked, do you want to know what they are? And everyone's like, tell me, what were the two questions? <laughs> so it was really just, um, you know, these two questions were what skills do I have and what do people come to me for? Mm-hmm. So I come across those questions and I realised, oh, I've got skills. And people would always come to me for career advice and how do I do my resume and getting a new job? So that very next day when I did go into the office, I told, actually, interestingly enough, it was my work wife that I used to call her (laughs) in my job. I told her, I said, I'm starting my own business. And I do think that that was key to my journey that I told her because if I didn't say that out loud and have someone to keep me accountable, I probably would have chickened out. I was probably, I was sleep deprived. I was probably delirious. (laughs) So I didn't have the fear there and I just went for it. Um, so I think, yeah, telling her, having that accountability. And then when I got home that night, I literally started my Facebook page and, wow. you know, and there was no turning back. Wow. That, that's an awesome story. That's like, it's so, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one before. Like, <laughs> that's because you know, of my story. just had you back. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. So Sally, you as I mentioned earlier, you decided to pack up your family into a caravan and travel around the country. Now, how long did you do that for? Six months. Six months. Yeah. And just to get some context, so you've got two girls. Yeah. And how old were they at the time? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Year two, grade two and grade four. So tell me, what inspired you guys <laughs> as a family to take off on this amazing a few things. Um, I think when, so quite a few years before that, I had a friend that did it with her family when her, one of her daughters was, oh, she was on maternity leave and before starting school. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And I thought to myself, I'd never do that, but that's awesome. And then I, you know, saw her pictures and, and then over the years I'd heard someone else do it and it kept just triggering something, thinking that would be really awesome because I've always loved travel. And then um, it was in the March um, before we left, so <laughs> 2021, um, and my youngest daughter was coming home from school telling us about um, 
a boy in her class that was doing it with their family and then his older brother was in my other daughter's class so then they kept telling us and they're like and they're gonna go here and they're gonna go here and then we started following that family on Instagram um and then it was a case of some unfortunate circumstances family circumstances and um some you know deaths in the family and um, with particularly with my husband that really kind of spurred us on to think life's too short mm. um you know you only live once so you know and I'd always thought well um when we when we moved to where we were living we moved out of the city a little bit and, and my husband would always he would always say you could work anywhere that's so great that's so great and I was like yeah but I want to live here like it doesn't matter where I where we live but that had always triggered in my mind, I can work anywhere, like I can work anywhere. And then, um, yeah, so this other family doing it and then combined with the life's too short mentality when, you, when you're grieving and losing people and people are sick, we just literally went <laughs> caravan shopping and um, put a deposit down. It was a little bit a spur of the moment. <laughs> um, and then we started planning from there. Wow. So how long from the time you made the decision like till the time so we were planning 12 months but if anyone knows the caravan industry and COVID um Mm. delayed new builds quite significantly um so when we put the deposit down it was going to be 12 months no it was going to be we were going to have it by the end of that year Mm-hmm. However, we knew in our mind, we're like, it's going to be delayed. We'll leave in the March. And it was delayed. And then it was delayed even further. <laughs> so it ended up being like oh, 14 or 15 months before we actually took off. Wow. And so did you spend that whole time planning or did you kind of initially go, like, did you have this period of, oh my God, what are we doing? And <laughs> not doing anything. Well, I think we were living the life before we'd even, you know, that that lead up of that, you know, 12 to 14 months, we were living the life. So every Sunday we would watch, um, there's quite a few traveling families that have YouTube channels, uh-huh. like Trip in a Van, Big Oz Explorers, a few of those that then every Sunday, like we would just chill on the lounge as a family and watch. And it was kind of like we were already teleporting and we were on the trip <laughs> and, and doing it. And like we just loved that. And once we went on the trip, we didn't like watch any of those again because we were actually doing it ourselves. So a lot of that, we were just learning from them, you know, seeing the great places that they'd go, but they would share a lot about the lifestyle. The planning aspect um, was probably more planning my business because mm. I got I did get the really great advice. There's no point planning where you're going to go because it can change so much. And, you know, we knew the general route that would go head north and go around the country, around the coastline as much as we could. But um, there's no point booking things because you might get somewhere and decide to stay two days or it might be great you stay longer mm. or, you know, so that's kind of the type of lifestyle it is that you're you know, doing it as you go. So it was more planning, you know, the finances aspect, setting my business up um, structurally to be able to support me Um, because another part of my business, you know, I I know a lot of business owners can relate leading up to this trip. Like I was so in love with my business that I would work all the time. Mm. And, you know, I guess I'd started the business to have the lifestyle to work around my kids. And I, I really went through a phase of, of, forgetting that and losing that you know I'd drop them and pick them up from school and and then I'd be logging back on of a night and and working a lot um and you just don't notice you know I I kind of lost that like didn't realize how much I was working until 
we then decided this trip and then I thought, well, I can't be working, you know, 45, 50 hours a week doing this trip. Like what is the point if I'm not going to be able to enjoy enjoy the trip? So a lot of the planning was, you know, planning um, the business and getting that structurally set up. So it was hiring my VAs, you know, I hired another coach that I, a business coach that I had to help me um, and get that up. So, and, and then it did, it supported me to be able to work. I worked about um, two and a half to three days a week. Mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah. Um, and how, like, what did that look like? Cause you know, it's like <laughs> you could send your kids to your, cause I saw, yeah. <laughs> I, like I followed you on Facebook and I saw that you were running, you know, live workshops yeah. and things. It's yeah, like, that was, you that was your kids tricky. To, to their room. How did, what, how did yeah. you manage that yeah. logistically? That, that was tricky. It was more tricky for my husband and the kids. Like that was say, <laughs> like, I think we've even asked, um, I asked the question the other day. I was like, what did you, you know, what do you love most about the trip you say to the kids? And I was like, well, what didn't you like or what would you change? And my daughter did say, oh, when mum would kick us out of the caravan to work. <laughs> <laughs> so that was challenging. Um, so how did, how did I manage it? So, look, I had this grand plan in my head that I would work Tuesday, th- Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'd have five-day weekend and that was when we would travel and we'd explore. And it just didn't work out that way because if we were in a place, you're typically only in a place for three days, you know, two to three days, which was a shock to me when I first heard it. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but, you know, so then if we were in a place and I was working those three days, I didn't get to see that place. So then I'd want to stay longer, whereas mm-hmm. my husband and the kids were like, we're ready to move on, no, pack up. And I'm like, I haven't even seen this place. So... I realized I had to spread it out. So I had Tuesday as my big day. And that was like, you know, I communicated to my husband, we have to be somewhere in internet reception. I had my two group coaching calls on that day and I would try and jam as many one-to-ones in. And I'd be like, you and the kids just go and do something fun. And I'll just get as much as I can in one day. And then the other two days were not, not as big, you know, though. And then I'd typically have, a gap either side of that day for traveling. Um, so it really, if anyone is really loving structure and routine, like they kind of, you have to learn to go with the flow yeah. <laughs> and you have to be adaptable. And I just had to go, okay, with that plan of working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday didn't work. I need to come up with a new plan and I need to change um, and adapt to that. So um, and even some days when I was working, we would then travel that afternoon because it was, it was, uh, yeah, like if, if we're only doing a short trip because you really had to kind of coordinate and maximise the great places and the great things you want to do and have a full day there. And then I'd sometimes work a half day in the morning and then I'd literally be finishing a call. The whole caravan was packed up around me and I just had to close my laptop and jump in the car and then we're off to the next place. So I really learned as I went with with structuring that. Um, to come back to your question of yeah, where the kids were, um, there was only one time where I think I had to send them um, of an evening to the pub and for them to have dinner. And I had the caravan and was running a masterclass. And then it worked really well with the time difference actually because it, when we were in WA, we were two hours behind. So that was actually a bit earlier in the day when I ran something in the evening. Um, so that was a bit better for the kids um, and and um, Steve to go and do something. 
Um, so yeah, we would just have to work it out as as we went and be okay with change, which was tough. <laughs> yeah. And so another question, because like your girls are seven and nine. So how did like what happened with schooling? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a bit reluctant how do I, how I answer this with a bit <laughs> like who's gonna hear this? <laughs> but I'm all about um you know honesty. So we were quite lucky with the we were at a small school um here and and they were happy for us to um they gave us lots of resources and so we weren't like officially doing the homeschooling thing. Mm-hmm. So I think they call it unschooling, <laughs> but we weren't even doing that. That's, yeah. So we had resources and, and our teachers kind of were really great at, you know, they, they were really practical as well. They said, focus on English and maths and bring in their learning to your everyday things that you're doing. You know, if you're travelling 100 kilometres that day, talk about that. Oh, we're travelling 100 kilometres or we travelled X amount yesterday. What's 100 plus 50 or, you know, like bring it into your everyday um, so it took us a while to learn, which we did um, learn, you know, it sounds really simple, but obviously they had iPads for like, you know, in the car traveling and, and whatnot. And then once we kind of come up with the rule, do your homeschooling and then you can get iPads, like things went a lot smoother. Yeah. But then sometimes it was like, oh, we've jumped into travel today at 6am. We haven't had a chance to do homeschooling. And they're like, no, no, just give us the iPads. And then we're like, no. I'll throw spelling words at them. So we'd be driving along and I'd be saying, how do you spell this? Or, you know, or I'd say, what do you want to do? Spelling words or maths? And, and you know, I'd just throw questions at them for 10 minutes each or something. Um, so it was really, um, what's the word to describe, like unstructured. Yeah. Um, but they would they would have the English book and the maths book. Like we were given a whole lot of online resources, but we just liked having the physical book and they would kind of do like a page of that a day they did a travel journal as well and then they're reading and that was the main things that we were told to focus on with them you know the English and maths reading and writing yeah and life skills like they learned so many life skills yeah absolutely kids always learn so much from traveling yeah Yeah. and we've just we just had when when I had their parent teacher interviews this year the teachers had said you would not know like that they've you know they haven't skipped a beat so that's brilliant yeah so tell me what were some of the most memorable experiences that you had during your journey whether it involved your business or just yeah. stuff that you guys saw and did <laughs> oh my goodness oh just like I just loved like the whole, like the top half of the country was just amazing. Um, So especially, you know, once we got to Northern Territory, so some highlights were um, Kakadu doing all the waterfalls like at Litchfield um, and then going across to the, um, across to WA, the Kimberleys. So Lake Argyle, like um, near Kununurra and then going across to Broome um, and then, um, one of my highlights is definitely north of Broome, like two and a half hours north of Broome, um, the um, Dampier Peninsula, and we just like camped on the top of these red cliffs and you would just walk down the cliffs to this bay 
Um, and it was just beautiful. Like it was ugh, just the, seeing the colours in nature. Like <laughs> it might sound silly, but I'm kind of like, this is where the colour palette came from. <laughs> like our own earth and our own nature, like the different colours that you see, like just, you know, the different shades of reds and oranges and purples and greens. Like it was just phenomenal. But um, I do remember uh, we'd been swimming in this bay where um where I was referring to, Appenda Bay it was called, and we'd been having a great old time and then um, I was following an, a, another mum friend that I'd met. She was like knee deep in the water and I was walking down and I looked around and I could see these people on the cliffs going like this, waving, and I thought, oh, they're waving to someone else. And then I looked around and went, there is no one else. There's no one in the water. <laughs> and then he starts running down and I'm like, oh, so I yell out to my friend. I'm like, this guy's running to us. I just hold off. And then, yeah, they come running down and then like a four-metre croc just swam past them. Whoa. <laughs> Needless to say, the next day everyone was back in the water. Like it was oh, just... Really? And the people, the owners that were um, that run that, they were saying, you know, they only, yeah, they're just moving location and... I don't know. It was like it was a whole learning experience learning about crocodiles. It was it was really cool. Um, and we did go on like some croc tours and stuff. So that was that was awesome. Um, oh, so many. Oh <laughs> yeah, trying to pinpoint and just doing some of the like nature hikes and and walks and um down on the the bottom then of Australia when we're at Esperance like I climbed um kind of remember the name of the mountain there near Lucky Lucky Bay but that was just phenomenal and beautiful um so just seeing so many things and yeah it was it was awesome so did you told us about like some of the challenges you had with structuring your day for your business mm. were there any like particular hiccups or you know <laughs> major problems that you had um oh I'm sure there would have been like <laughs> oh internet reception yeah so I only had to cancel um one whole day um so when we were camping um on it we we're doing some beach camping um and for the for the week and there was a little hot spot that I knew I could go to and I, and I had decided I'd have that whole week off. Um, so I, you know, worked my business around that. But there was one day that I had two group coaching calls to be done, but there was like I could drive five minutes to this internet hotspot and it just did not work. Like, for, I don't know, it just wasn't, you know. So I literally like had to, you know, cancel the whole call. Like I had, you know, like nine people on a group coaching session and, and whatnot. And I could get text messages through to my VA and then she was able to communicate to them. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Like it started and tried. So things like that. Um, but you know what I did, I just, the next week once I was back in reception, I just gave them an extra session, you know, I said, we're going to do two this week. We'll make up for that one. Um, so it worked out fine. You know, everything, everything is like figure outable. <laughs> um, Absolutely. You know, so it was like, yeah, okay, that happened. But my clients were really supportive and, and understanding. And, you know, if they weren't getting the value, I'm sure they wouldn't have wouldn't have stayed um with us. But I was I still felt like I was able to deliver, you know, a great service to them and had that struck business structure in in place with my team as well, which was my 
um, saviour. And um, so did you, like, you essentially documented your journey personally on Facebook. Did you document it in any way professionally? So your clients and social media followers could kind of experience it or learn from it with you as well? Like, did you think of doing anything I did at one point think of doing a podcast, traveling um, around, but, you know, I, I got to that point where I had to bear in mind that, you know, the purpose of doing this trip was to experience um, the, the travel and the time with my family. And yes, the business was there, but I, I didn't want to add more more load to my yeah. business. You know, I got it to that nice, sweet spot, sweet spot with my capacity. Um, so I wanted, you know, I wanted to make sure that I did the trip and I got to experience everything and enjoy it and enjoy the time with my family um, and doing all the cool things that we did. So, um, yeah, but I guess, you know, like my personal life and and my business life, like, you know, my business is me. Um, so like my business Instagram, like I just shared everything on my stories. I did create the separate Instagram page purely for, um, the trip, which was to have like an online album purely for that, that I didn't then have my business stuff mixed in with, Mm -hmm. but then I would share like travel stuff in my business um, page as well so I just kind of integrated integrated it into my um into my business posts and whatnot traveling in a caravan and working in a caravan you know that it's quite a feat <laughs> for such a long period <laughs> of time without a business so I'm just curious like did you were there any particular other lessons that you haven't mentioned yet that you kind of learnt from that process Mm, yeah that you've now integrated like into your life back where you're living in a house and running a business you know yeah oh so many so many um so just living more minimally yeah living more minimally absolutely like I like we did have a 21 foot caravan which is a decent size um And the storage was just phenomenal in there. Like, of course, it was still a lot smaller than my five-bedroom house that I did have. But, you know, I can remember hearing like, um, you know, like with money, the more money you make, the more money you earn. With same with time and the same with space. The more space you have, the more space you use. Mm. So, you know, we did put a lot of stuff in storage. We completely decluttered our house did so many loads to the tip (laughs) and kept you know certain things that we'd come back to but I did it like thinking of in the kitchen in the caravan like I didn't miss anything you Mm. know like we'd cold like even now that I'm back in the house and I've gotten a lot of clothes out of the wardrobe and I've got this massive wardrobe and I think what do I need all these clothes for (laughs) (laughs) it's nice having options I, I get it but um it was, I loved the simplicity of the lifestyle and my gosh, like the housework was just minimal. <laughs> like it was so five minutes to clean the caravan. Um, and you'd, I don't know, it was just a really nice, like living minimally um, and yeah, the simplicity, I loved that. So we have, since we've gotten back, we've actually sold our five bedroom house and we're on like a bigger block of land and we have downsized. Um, it is still, you know, a decent sized house. It's not like we went to an apartment or anything, but, you know, I'm quite conscious of, 
yeah, like not having to just completely, completely fill it and overload on the things and the stuff. Um, and, you know, we were really good at just buying like food wise, just buying what we needed for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that those sorts of things were were quite good. A lesson that I learned from doing the trip and if people are considering doing it, what I would have, uh, the advice that I would give is to decide like, are you doing it as a holiday or are you doing it as a lifestyle? Because <laughs> there was disparity there with uh, my family, so my husband and the two kids, it was a holiday for them. Yeah. Whereas it was a lifestyle for me. Yeah. And having my business actually gave me routine and kept me grounded. And I think depending on, you know, we all have different personalities and behavior traits, depending, and, you know, I've shared that if you're really structured and don't want things planned, then it can be quite challenging. So, you know, particularly for one of my daughters over the other, like one of them found it more difficult adapting to that constant change and not having that routine. And, you know, my husband probably struggled with it more than me um, because he didn't have that routine. Whereas I found like my business kept me really grounded Mm. and I was wanting to go a lot slower pace with actually even traveling. But that was because, you know, I had my work. I was still, it was still like a bit more of a normal life for me. Like, you know, when you go on a holiday, it's a different life that you're living. yeah for yeah. that two weeks than when you're at home. Whereas for me, it was a lifestyle. So I'd kept those, my routines and exercise and, and work. Whereas for them, it was a holiday. So that was, you know, I think if you're going to do it as a family unit to be having that conversation, is this a holiday for us or are we doing it for a lifestyle? So did did it stay like did they stay in sort of the holiday mode the whole time or did things kind of change? Like was there a point at which it changed for them where it became more? Oh, I probably changed to them. <laughs> Just so you changed the other way. <laughs> yeah. So, look, um, when we were planning on doing the trip, we didn't know how long we were going to go for, you know, yeah. and so many people would say to us, you have to do 12 months. Um, you just won't see it all blah, blah, blah. We've no, and I would just hear so many people say, oh, we know people that did it for a year and now they're doing it on their second year. And, you know, we met people on the road that have been doing it for four years. And oh, we're, wow. Yeah. And that was their lifestyle. Um, yeah. So that, so um, for us, we were open. We were like, well, this might be us. We might stay on the road for two years if my business is supporting us. And, and it did. Um but we actually then decided to do six months. So we were open to doing 12 months. When we left, we thought we'd do 12 months. Mm-hmm. And then once we were about three months in, we'd actually met some other families and we were kind of traveling with them and, and they were doing six months and we're like, oh, we're going at the same pace as them. Um, the kids did really miss their friends and their schooling and whatnot. And at one point we just said, what if we just did six months? And once we made that decision, it did re- relieve a lot of pressure for us and we kind of then I then probably adapted more to okay well this is a holiday it's not like we don't have to be so strict with all this homeschooling because <laughs> if it was going to be 12 months out of school you know we wanted to really keep that up yeah. whereas we were three months in and then um we met you know I did have a teacher on the road say to me oh turn four see again I'm worried about this being recorded turn four <laughs> don't do much anyway <laughs> 
sorry for all that I, I really don't want to um yeah I have so much respect for teachers and what they do <laughs> but you know we were just kind of like oh now they're only really missing term four we don't need to stress ourselves about the schooling was that kind of mentality with mm. you know putting it to six months and then it sort of became I was like okay well maybe I just need to treat this more like a holiday um, and then we're all on the same page um, so that yeah did kind of yeah relieve that pressure and and flip it to a holiday for us but if you know like I I absolutely loved it and I could have done 12 months um, but it would have then the rest of the family would have had to adapt to that lifestyle. So you mentioned like with the personal life like the lessons you kind of took and the minimalism and mm. all that sort of stuff. How about your business? Did you learn any yeah. valuable lessons or techniques that you then brought home and like kept or? It would just be having boundaries in my business. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact, because it's just been, you know, end of financial year, I looked at my financial results for the last 12 months and I was quite, I was like, oh, it was the same financial results as the year before. And and that was a shock for me because, you know, as a small business, every year I've grown and it's doubled and it's been really significant growth. And I was like, oh, it was the same financial results. And then I went, oh, hang on. I did spend six months traveling and I've um, like cut the hours in my business in half. I've gone from like 45, 50 hours to like working 20 hours a week. So um, I carried that when I got back, I'm like, I'm not going back to just working all the time. Like I have to have these boundaries in place. This is why I started a business was for the freedom and flexibility and the lifestyle. So that's a big lesson that the trip has shown me. It's like, if I can travel the country and continue to make the same revenue and working half the time, then I can't fall back into those habits. And how are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> really good really good um yeah. there's probably times that I slip but um yeah I'm like Fridays are my more lax days and my goal is always work school hours and then either have Fridays off if I want the day off to do something or a half day Friday mm -hmm. fantastic yeah. and I haven't been logging back on of a night except for one thing that's upskilling so that's more learning for me but I've been really strict with not working evenings and, and having that as family time. That's brilliant. And how long has it been now since you guys got back? Um, We got back sort of, yeah, late January. So, yeah, nearly six months. Six months. Fantastic. Yeah. So do you have any plans to embark on a similar thing <laughs> like maybe go overseas next time in the future oh well that's what my husband keeps saying no I want to do it overseas whereas I <laughs> like I'm obsessed with Australia now because I've you know I do I, when I finished school all I wanted to do was travel overseas I think you know that was whether that was just the thing then it was all about overseas and I think COVID's probably taught us that we've got so many great places in our own country yeah and the diversity that I saw in this country, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to do another trip. Um, so my goal would be to do Tasmania, <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps we'd just hire like a one of them, you know, little what do they call them? The, Motorhomes. Yeah, yeah, the little ones, and and do like you know maybe just five or six weeks or something trip yeah. down there. Yeah, we did that. Don't count on your internet connection. <laughs> this is my biggest point of advice. Yeah. 
one tip on that I will say what I did and I would probably upgrade some people did have more of a um the starlight um internet Mm. caravan is meant to be really good but what I did I had the RV wi-fi in the caravan um and we had one on Optus and one on Telstra so you know so I could flip between the two and that worked really well so my phone was on Telstra and the um, Wi-Fi in the caravan was on Optus and of course you know as we all know as, as Telstra plugs they cover so many regional places but they're just not everywhere you know and funnily enough wherever they're not Optus was oh. so sometimes yeah you know I don't have any um <laughs> clarification of that just from my own experience um but yeah I would just find if the internet was unstable like I would just quickly flip between them and that tend to um, work quite well. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Sally, thank you so much for sharing oh. all this insight <laughs> from your amazing six months traveling. And it's so like it's so great to hear that you know the stability that you managed to keep in mm. your business mm. financially. Yeah. Over that time. That's that's so awesome. Like it's possible, you know. Yes, you it, it absolutely is. And there's so many other people that are doing it. Um, you know, there there are other people that are working on the road and, and there are other ways of doing it. So some people might, you know, travel and then they might stop at one place and work for a month and get a cash injection or, or work for a couple of months and then they keep going. You know, that there are different options. Mm. Um, or we met quite a few people that were even, you know, taking their long service leave and that sort of stuff and doing six months like there's there's so many ways that you can do it and you've got to just find what works for you and your family um and you know just make it happen yeah I love that so tell us where our listeners can find you and if you've got any lead magnets or anything you'd like to share now's your opportunity Um, so yeah, you'd just be best to find me on all. I'm just on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram as Sally Watson Career Creators, or you can jump on my website, which is careercreators.com.au. And that's where I'll have any, um, you know, freebies or lead magnets. I think I've got a section on there that says freebies. So you can find different things in there. Um, but if you're following me every time I offer like a free masterclass or a free training, um, that'll be all over my social media. So, um, you know, feel free to follow me. Feel free to send me a message. Like I love talking about travel. So if anyone has like any questions or wants to pick my brains about it, um, I absolutely love sharing what I learned, um, you know, and happy to share all any parts of it that you want to know um, because I just think if it's a goal and dream of yours, you know, go for it and do it. That's awesome. Thanks, Sally. So just as a final sort of wrap up, what advice, like if you just had, were only able to give one piece of advice to someone else listening who's maybe thinking of embarking on a similar journey with their family while keeping their business going, what would that be? So the advice if they're wanting to do it with their family and keep their business going be adaptable. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.